Are you recording? The views expressed on the Daily Second are based solely on questionable research or might just be totally made up due to laziness and by no means should be taken to heart nor assumed accurate. None of the hosts, guests, reprobates, or anyone else connected with the show in any way whatsoever can be responsible for their your actions because you're an adult and responsible for how you act. The Daily Second hosts assume no responsibility because the contents of this program is poorly compiled by two individuals who no one should be listening to. Viewer, listener, reader, Braille discretion is strongly advised. This episode of The Daily Second is sponsored by Black Tie Guns. The Second Amendment is a God-given right, while a firearm is the cornerstone of our history as a nation and people. If you demand the best and are in the market for a firearm of the highest quality, the experts at Black Tie Guns are here to make your vision a reality. Everything from the classic, the tactical, the life-saving, to something that captures the excitement and aesthetic of the high roller lifestyle, Black Tie Guns will work together with you to craft a one-of-a-kind firearm to suit your individual need. Black Tie Guns. Welcome to the Daily Second Podcast, Episode 3. Tonight we'll be talking about stuff. Daily stuff, daily second stuff, gun stuff, shooting stuff, freedom stuff, stuff that matters to you because you matter to us. Not really, but let's pretend anyways. My name is Nate, and with me is my helpmate, my cohort, my better-looking Yoda half. Do you, do you know how to read? Yes, I just see if you paid attention to that one. <laughs> Yehuda Remmer, also known as the Pew Pew Jew. Shalom, everyone. Well, we first would like to thank Rebecca Schmoy and Mary Callison Schuster and like whatever other name you have as our two lovely guests today. Um, they are, I, I don't even know what your official titles are. CEO-ish. We don't know what our official titles are either. You know, so. All right. Yeah. Like I said, awesome yeah. moms. Yeah. Awesome moms. Awesome moms from Boston. Awesome moms. The two awesome moms <laughs> who run the very awesome organization, One Million Moms Against Gun Control. Say that name again. It just rings so heartwarming to me. One Million Moms <laughs> Against Gun Control and Canadians. <laughs> we are not against Canadians. Not all Canadians, just some Canadians. Just some of them. <laughs> just whatever Canadians in the room. Now, just so you know, I'm wearing sure. both flags, okay? Both flags. We're good. Uh-oh. Okay. okay. We're good. Carry on. Carry on as if you, you care. Are you going to also open with both anthems? <laughs> yes, but in Spanish okay. and French. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Both second languages. Uh, shalom. Carry on, my brother. So how we start off is we usually tackle the news of the week. Uh, oh, it's about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, see what's going on in the world of mainly firearms-related news. Uh, in this case, it shouldn't be too hard because we do see a lot a, a lot of states, uh, uh, you know, enacting draconian gun laws that many would perceive to be unconstitutional. So what I would like to do, start off with Mary, put you on the hot seat because you live in Chicago. 
Illinois. Sorry, not Chicago, not Chicago, but you live in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I personally had to go to your house. Even though I live in Texas, I had to go to your house to shoot a 50 cal. Right. But you still live in Illinois, and they have probably the worst gun laws, or if not the worst. No. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think we do. I, I really, so you know, what's really funny about our state is we are actually a very pro-gun state. It's literally just Cook County and maybe a county or two that doesn't like guns. But the majority of our state is actually very pro-gun. The majority of them have gun sanctuaries now. I think my county and the next one over doesn't. But we right now do not have any blocks on um, any type of rifle or handgun or ammunition um, magazines. We don't have any of that right now. I think the only, there are two counties that did enact that. And it was a trade-off when we got our concealed carry because we were the last state to be able to get our concealed carry licenses or the ability to conceal carry here. Um, Thanks government for that. Um, And the trade-off was that these counties and towns or whatnot were able to enact a ban on commonly owned rifles because they're scary. So there's two towns. But other than that, you can shoot just about everything here. Although if you have a concealed carry or a license in any other state or you can carry without a license in any other state, you can't carry here. Nobody can because apparently we don't like anybody else. But other, other, other states will allow us to carry there. I think 27, somewhere around there. Well, didn't Pritzko just like close everything in the state, including suspend NICs? No. So, okay. Well, Nix, I think is the issue all over the country nation. It's an issue for everybody. He stated that our gun shops and our FFLs were essential businesses during this time, especially for protection. Go figure. Go. I I read it and I was like, I'm not drunk. So I know he said, (laughs) yeah. you, you say you're not drunk, but that cup in your- I, I wasn't drunk. I heard it right. Not from at that time. Big boy's at the, mouth. Not at that time. At, at the that time. time. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so no, we're, we have, considering uh, what New Jersey's got, considering what California has, considering what, um, let's see, who else kind of sucks with their laws? New York. That's we're not too bad. We really are not too bad. So, for, an, for a northernish- For now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll continue fighting. I don't know, but really I can't even think of what we have right now. I know there's some stuff that they were trying to push through. Our big thing was trying to push through the Foyd card to quote unquote, fix the Foyd. Um, if you follow mom at arms, uh, one of the anonymous people that's here in Illinois writes a whole bunch of stuff about what's going on and uncovered before a lot of other big main gun groups did um, information on Kathleen Willis, who was pushing this fix the Foyd and trying to jack our fees from $10 to $50 for a five-year card on top of having to get your concealed carry, which is 100 and, 153 something with tax, which I have to renew mine by May. And we just did all that yesterday. So they make so much money, but they complained they didn't have enough money in the state fund to go after people that were like Foyd card um, that shouldn't have them. They've got over $7 million in that fund. So they're lying. They were sweeping the funds for something else, which, you know, it's politicians. So yep. we're fighting that. But otherwise, you could come here and shoot guns with me or another lovely license holder. Thanks, government. 
<laughs> and Rebecca, what about you? You're in Kansas? Yep. Kentucky, Kansas. Kansas. Kansas is a constitutional carry state. So. Oh, so we don't care about you. We just jealous of you. Exactly. Yeah, we, she's a lucky person. If you can legally own a gun in the United States of America, you can bring it to Kansas and walk around with it concealed or open in any county, any city. Um, there are a few places that are restricted, like courthouses and things that already have security measures in place. But at this point in time, we have university carry and it's kind of all around. You have no idea who's carrying because we all are. What about, is there any effects right now with COVID-19 that's that well, putting some kind of restrictions? Not yet. Um, actually, our governor that we just elected this last go round is not Second Amendment friendly, unfortunately. And uh, she has been known to stand on the Capitol steps and invite the, uh, the demanding mommies and she's uh, donned one of their red shirts on the Capitol steps as governor and uh, talked to the media. And so she's very much anti. And so in order to place restrictions on her, our House and Senate here in Kansas um, drafted bills to kind of rein her in. And those all went through. So now she's got restrictions on her to where she cannot declare an emergency situation and come and take our guns. Right, Nate, what about you? Is, is it a, a gun laws? I mean, no. I mean, we know you're in Canada and all you get to do is walk around with an M203. I know as you love touting that, but you can't actually use it, so it's pointless. I can use it. It holds my jelly beans. It holds my... Essential. Yeah, it's essential, okay? Mm -hmm. I can walk around spinning that thing on my finger because it's non-restricted. That's right. It's, uh, you know, we may have a limitation on how short our barrels can be, four inches, ladies, but we can walk Not around. Not how long, how you use it. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So our gun laws, it was funny because the shop that I volunteer at, uh, somebody came in the other day and was like, okay, hey, world's going to shit. I'm buying a gun. And they're like, okay, where's your license? And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, you have to have a license. And they're like, I didn't know that. And they're like, well, what are you, why are you here now? And they're like, well, I've been against guns forever. And now I finally realize that there's probably a need for one because shit's going sideways and I want one. And they're like, okay, so you've been against guns. Why were you against guns? Well, because I thought anybody could just buy one. Well, sir, obviously you're wrong. And they're like, anybody but you. <laughs> they're yeah. like, okay, well, can I can I get a license today? And they're like, yep, you can go down and take the course, and then in six months, when you get your license approved and background checks done, you come on back and see us, and we'll happily sell you a gun. <laughs> they stormed out of the store, going, "The system's broken," and I was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, our, our system is funny. Um, right now the government's kind of backed off of trying to buy our ARs and stuff back because they have no money because they're paying for this virus stuff that, uh, apparently our prime minister's wife has or something like that. So, oh, oh yeah, unfortunately, you know, she's not my wife, so I don't care, but, um, <laughs> 
you know, it's, oh, he's a goober. I challenged him anyways. Rabbit hole, I agree. Mahuda uh -huh, uh -huh. told me to behave, so I'm going to behave. With our gun laws up here, and this is why I love doing the show with, uh, with uh, Yehuda, is we are almost like California, not quite. Um, they did try to put in some restrictions on how much ammo you could buy, how much powder and stuff. And as I said earlier, I like to do my own reloading by hand. So um, we, we rejected that outright. And then the last petition that went around to stop them from doing something had more signatures on it, legit signatures, verified, vetted, than people that voted in the last election. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like huge from what the numbers. I could be a little wrong, but it was like, it was either that statement, again, we have a disclosure in the beginning of this, or it was the highest signed petition ever, something like that. But it was, wow. it was, it was up, there. Pretty up there. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty impressive, right? Especially for Canadians, because huh. when I travel, everybody's like, oh, you Canadians, you're such nice people. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, but we're so mean to each other. And so grumpy. Are you up guys here. really? Oh, absolutely. Really? I can quantify that. Coming oh. back from Texas, I was at a uh, shooting competition, which to do anything cool in shooting competitions, unless I want to do IPSC. Mm -hmm. Sorry, IPSC shooters. You know, um, I have to go to the States to do it because here we okay. have five round mags for our ARs. Ew. Only right? For right? Ew. No. That's the best reaction ever. I'm glad I got that on video. And in <laughs> our pistol mags, get this, only hold oh, no. 10. Only 10. That's it. Oh my gosh. Oh, do you yeah. have like do you have slaves that come along with you just to reload mags cuz that would be really annoying. <laughs> come along, slave, reload my mag. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were from the south, but no. So I go to the okay, states for these competitions. Helpers. I don't know. Uh, Paid helpers. Well, here's one what thing about Canadians. What do they call the golf caddies? You need gun. You have personalized gun caddies. Is your cup empty? That's what you need. Okay. Well, here. Here's, here's the thing, though. Is we, and I remember this from my Army days, Canadians are the fastest at mag changes. Because we go, huh. one, two, three, four, five, boom, done. And you're going, by the time you're on round 20, we've already changed our mags three times. Just saying, yeah. right? Yeah, you on practice. Yeah. That's for sure. yeah. Just, so, it, just, just saying, in terms of slaves, I was trying to brush past I mean, that. My people were slaves for a pretty long time, too. Yeah, but you guys achieved so much, though. We did. We built the pyramids. That's right. Like, we you guys did. have, like, awesome monuments. So, anyways, brushing <laughs> past that. Wait. I don't so, even know why that jumped in my brain. Okay, go on. I was warning you have tracks. I'm making so. my kids be my slave labor the next couple weeks whenever they're out. Go clean up the farm. As long as you're not making them film videos for YouTube for more than an hour a day. You're oh my gosh, no. Oh, okay. no. So, wow. So, yes, Canadians, okay. we are That's amazing people. All right. So now, back to now my story's done and I'm in quarantine for the last 10 days. Uh, I've been doing a lot of dry fire, I've been doing a lot of fun stuff, and, uh, you know, it was, it was really cool to travel down to the States to work with the guys at, uh, or the team rather at uh, Radical Firearms in Houston, because now working with them in Houston, I'm bringing the information back to Canada because our policing, uh, the RCMP, don't really understand firearms. Oh, and they, really? No, they, they don't. And uh, their AR program, um, I've had the opportunity to work with a few people. So 
bridging that international gap going from Canada to the States back to Canada has helped uh, the industry and hopefully awareness of people keeping guns. But yes, just like I always say, an AR build is not complete in Canada without your M203. Pew, pew. Okay, but here's here's a what last question. Then we'll, we'll move on to the uh, the two ladies to let them talk about their organization. When so America, you're gonna move on from me? Uh, you're done with me? Exactly. When America goes to war with Canada, <laughs> who whose team are you fighting for? Me? Yeah. I'm holding up, and whoever shows up my door and says, "Okay, we won," I'll say, "Yeah, bang, I win." <laughs> I'm in charge now. So, so you're gonna you're gonna be Switzerland? Oh no, I'm not gonna be Switzerland. I'm just gonna watch and then assassinate the winner, and then it's gonna be oh. Nate Land. I'm gonna amalgamate the two, and it's Nate gonna be Land. Oh, it's gonna Nate be Landia. It's gonna Nate be Landia. Oh yes, a gun for every Jew. A yes. A bag. You're doing your good. And you're good, bro. You know, kids at the age of twelve will have mandatory firearms programs to attend. Fantastic. Can we, can we can we at least get rid of the Z and call it Z? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. And there's no more. I'm gonna drop the U from color. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of everything that links us to Anything the British. Anything French? Any, all right, we Nate. haven't cared about the British in a long time. Just kidding. Oh, sorry. Nate, I think it's time, <laughs> I think it's time we uh, do our 20-minute our break and do the uh, ad. Oh, shit. I got to read that. I don't, know, I don't know which ad you decided to go with, but I think the one that it was the last one on the list that I wrote is very apropos considering who we have as guests. Okay, the last one? I think Just it was. Okay, I can edit this anyway, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> Talk so much to yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Don't say the word. Uh, what you buy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Show notes. Is it going to be a toilet paper ad? No. Much funnier. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and worse and dirtier. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I wrote it. Ah, there's the original one. With no body. <laughs> Number five. Number five you want? Well, considering who we have on the show... Yeah. Oh, you want me to just say the name of it? I don't know. You're the funny one here. Oh, was I supposed to make something <laughs> up for this? Yes, that was Dr. Oh, that was my writing port. <laughs> and you're the one that's a producer and has like four other shows. Come on, man. I those were those You're were lucky I'm wearing Come on there, hey. Hey, you're lucky I'm wearing Yeah, I'm wearing pants. Moments of four demand action. Time for you to get that action that you know your mom's been demanding for you for a long time. Leave that basement. Get outside. Well, don't go too far outside. Keep that social distancing because you know you do not want to piss your mom off. Even though she's telling you to get that action. This show has been brought to you by Moms for Demand Action. Because Moms demand for action for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Moms, moms of Ford demand action. Okay, I'll try again. Try again. Let me, I'm going to do two, take two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, are you tired of sitting around and being stale? Are you looking for a little bit more in your life? Well, I'm here to let you know that Moms of Four 
demand action. Gentlemen, are you listening to my voice? It's time for you to take that Moms of Four and give them the action that they demand because Moms of Four demand action and you must heed the call. Stand up or lay down. Just provide that action. Good? Okay, okay. Oh my gosh! Don't die, Mary! Don't die! This is a this is no. a side of, of me you two ladies have never seen. All right, <laughs> Yehuda, get us back on track. Okay, Go we slide over chairs here. The next segment is really why we have you ladies on. Um, I know all about what you do. I love what you do. Um, I've supported one million moms against gun control for a while, um, and you know we we here at the Daily Second. We like to have people on who get outside of our normal circle. Of well, first, we like to have people on that say yes to coming on the show. Just, just putting that out there first. So, well, exactly. Um, well, that right. Well, that's why no one says. Everyone says no to you. That's why I'm always the one getting the guests. Um, but uh, no, uh, you know, I love what you guys do, and we try to give smaller organizations and maybe smaller businesses a chance to talk about what they do rather than just our own, you know, we all have been on that little, our own little circuit with the whole, you know, Cheryl Todd, Paul Lathrop, like that whole group, but we're trying here to expand that. And um, so we're going to open up the floor to the two of you. You can duke it out who wants to be the better spokesperson for one million moms against gun control. Take it away, Rebecca. Oh gosh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, how Million Moms Against Gun Control started was because of Sandy Hook, and when the other moms came out saying that they spoke for all the moms, people like mm-hmm. Mary and I were sitting at home and going, "Absolutely not! We want to protect." our children and the best way to protect our children is to actually be prepared to meet force with equal or greater force. Um, So we unknowingly at the time searched around to try to find other mom voices like ours and we ran across um, a group that was called One Million Moms Against Gun Control. And we started, Mary and I both started out just kind of following the page. It was just a Facebook page at the time and interacting with the ladies. And um, lo and behold, they can, since we were voices that came on a lot <laughs> and interacted, they finally asked us if we would step up and help run our respective states. And from there, we kind of got roped into doing all kinds of things. And then we were, we were the ones that showed up. We were the ones that put our own money and time into it and went and did the things and met the people. And uh, so long story short, over the years, we've had a huge turnover in kind of how, how the group has been run. We went from everything from not knowing what we wanted to do to finally, recently, uh, funneling down to, we are basically liaisons. We are the 
people in between were standing in the gap. Somebody, a mom in Texas say, wants more information on how to get involved where she is. And we've built such a good network of people and uh, companies that we've worked with over the years that we can say, okay, go here and look for this person. If somebody in Washington State wants information, then we know people there and we can say, go to this place or contact these people. If people are looking to change the laws where they are, then we have contacts for them as well. And we're actually right in the middle of this new direction of Million Moms because quite frankly, we are sick and tired of having to explain where the name One Million Moms <laughs> came from. And so uh, it's, it's an interesting time for us right now, because we're right in the middle of lawyers and branding and craziness. But the message, the message is still the same. We're just moms who want to be able to protect our kids. Our kids are the most important things in our lives. And we're not only interested in protecting them, but we're interested in protecting their rights. Because if we don't hand rights over to our children, they're going to be gone. As Reagan said, it's not passed on in the bloodstream and it's our duty to teach them what their rights are and to help them understand how to exercise them. Still there, Yehuda. <laughs> Nate, do you know who Reagan was? Yeah, he was an actor and it was a really funny Rocky movie. I know who Reagan was. Dude, I grew up in the 80s, man. All our TV yeah. was about Reagan. He was awesome. His Star Wars program and everything. I even had a comic book where he had a secret army and he was a super soldier and he would push a button on his desk and he would go up and kick ass because he was Reagan. Like Ronald Reagan. Like, come on. The man was amazing. You know? Um, so, so obviously a lot of people are going to want to know Rebecca and Mary you guys are kind of the anti-moms demand action, right? You, you mm -hmm. clearly have a different stance and a different worldview than Shannon Watts and her cohorts. How is it fighting against them considering the Bloomberg money that they have? Like, what's it's hard. We yeah. don't have... We just... We don't have the millions that Bloomberg has that... It's like he just... I don't know, he'd like unending monies. We don't have that. We can't get organized enough in terms of what, <clears throat> I guess I should start that over. What we're trying to do with our group is bring together more of these gun groups because there's so many of us, but we want to be able to get a little more cohesion like the anti-gunners do. They all seem, they band together well, they organize well, and again, they're well-funded. You know, we need to find our, I don't know, sugar daddy for the pro-gun side. We're still looking. We need to find that rich billionaire man who's like, I will give you all my money. Yes, I love you. So we need to find. But not as skeevy as Bloomberg. You know what I'm saying? Because he seems pretty skeevy. Something's not right there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I figured know. it it's, out. It's rougher. <laughs> I figured it out. The reason that we... Out? As, as gun owners, because I was just thinking about this, I was reflecting about this when you're you're going on there, um, <laughs> with valid points, obviously. I was like, wait a minute, you're right. 
we gun owners have a hard time organizing. And the reason is because we're always on the range using the stuff that we are supposed to be allowed to have. So these people that are like, oh, we're going to organize and take away your stuff reminds me of that child when I was a child uh, that would show up at the hockey net or the, oh, yeah. the cool G.I. Joe base or whatever. And if we were having fun and they didn't understand why we're having fun with it or whatever, because they just wanted to be around it. Well, I'm taking this home and going home. Uh-huh. Or the one that would not have it and see the rest of us doing stuff mm-hmm. go come up and be like, eh, I'm kicking it over because I don't understand it and it's not fair and I'm an idiot and I shit my pants. <laughs> meh, meh. You know, they turn into the penguin. Uh, but <laughs> that's basically what the problem is, is that we are out using and right. spending time with that, that we have to choose do we fight for this or do we use it and do this lifestyle? And then these right. people from the outside come in and say, we're going to take it away because we're a bunch of bag of dicks and we just don't understand and want you to have it. You know what? I think so. We're never going to change like Shanna Watts mind. We're never going to change like the higher ups and moms demand action or these anti-gun politicians. You're never going to change their mind. I think what we're trying to reach are those on the fence. So it really does matter how you talk to people. So we're both part of the DC project. I don't know if you're familiar with the DC project, but Diana Muller started that a couple years back. Um, I rep for Illinois, Rebecca's in Kansas. And what we're working on is the way that we speak to those who do not necessarily agree with our point of view. We will reach the fence sitters. We will never get those, the, the super anti, that's fine. But there are so many moms that are joining Moms to Man in Action because they really do feel that they're making a difference. They feel like we're tired of violence, you know, and they cling on to gun violence, but it's just violence in general. And I've seen it, you know, so we're trying to have a great conversation with these men, men and women, because mm-hmm. there, there's men and women in that organization as well as ours, and, and trying to help people understand um, why we carry, why there is, you know, it's not just gun violence, it's violence everywhere. It's violence in general. Um, My own sister survived a very brutal home invasion in 2015 where she was stabbed 17 times. She was beaten to the point of her orbital socket blown out and she was raped in her home. And it it was a random guy, random home invasion, one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And I share that story and it's like, I, when women, if they would have seen what I saw in that emergency room bed, they'd be like, where do I go to the next gun? How do I get one? I need a gun. It's no, it they would they would say certain people would be go. Oh, she was asking for it. It was the way she was dressed. She was living. Oh well, at that home. was brought up too. But that's just because there's a bunch of dicks out there that do that. Yeah. So it, it's um. But but there are a lot of women though that would say, oh my gosh, like I share the pictures and I okay. have it on my camera for that. You know, for the reason to say I have seen real violence. I've seen when you do not have that equal or greater force to protect yourself. There were some really bad things that happened. And unfortunately, my fellow Leo wife's sister did not get so lucky. And she, she was um, stabbed to death with a screwdriver. And mm-hmm. then a 14-year-old girl down the road from my parents' house a couple years uh, before my sister's attack, she came home during a random home invasion, um, interrupted it, and was stabbed to death. So when I share those stories with them, because they're all fixated on the gun, and I'm like, it's not the gun. It's that monster behind whatever they're choosing to use to hurt somebody. You know, so our group is, it is a lot of education, not only on gun laws and trying to get people hooked up into groups, but to educate them on there is real violence out there and you got to be able to protect yourself one way or another. You know, this is why we protect, it just, it was insane. It was insane to go through that and see what she did. And 
you, you change your perspective a whole lot when you clean your sister's stab wounds. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Did your sister just get engaged, Mary? She did. And I love him. He's fantastic. I swear to God that my husband found him on like some bros, bros website was like, all right, you're like a good dude. She, I got it's like a fixer upside. I swear to God. Cause they're like way too alike. It's weird. Cause he's a, he's a corrections no, officer too. No, we don't have those. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> they're very much alike, but he's a, he's a good guy. And, um, she's doing very well. She's using her story along with us when we go to DC. Um, she's using it here in the state when we go to, um, Springfield, which our, uh, Illinois gun owners day lobby day was canceled or I should say re, re, uh, rescheduled for May as long as this whole quarantine down thing changes. So hopefully we'll go down there and talk with our state senators and congressmen and everybody there. So share her story and hopefully change some minds and hearts and all that. Have you okay. seen any uptick in interest, people reaching out to you uh, since this COVID? Some have. They've, um, I think like everybody else, I've had one or two ask about the process and somebody asked me about, well, here, because we've got to carry not only the FOID card, but then you have to go on and get your concealed carry. So I've had people reach out and ask about the steps to that and try to, you know, be able to apply for that. We're backlogged here, I think, for the FOID. Um, I don't know how long it's taking to get it currently. If they would, uh, the Illinois State Police that are in charge of it, uh, the people in the office would stop getting it on when they're supposed to be doing their job, that'd be fantastic, and maybe it wouldn't take so long. But I don't know. So that's what I've seen the uptick in, is, is understanding our concealed carry, what you can do, what you can't do, what you have to have. So, and then the gun, you know, asking about guns, but we got to get the other crap done first. So, what kind of successes have you seen with um, one million? What kind of things have you guys done? That have have you achieved anything yet? Is yeah. what we're asking. <laughs> there are some days I don't feel I've achieved anything. My kids are alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I'm it's like just. I think it's just more. Um, I don't know. What do you? I don't even know how to answer that right now. <laughs> We, we've definitely achieved quite a bit, actually. Um, Good thing she's here. I know, right? <laughs> well, obviously, we have been able to reach a lot of people out there, um, moms, grandparents. I mean, we have, we have guys that don't have any kids that follow our pages and interject, mm -hmm. and they're not, they're not the bad guys. We, yeah. we saw a lot when we very first started, we had a lot of negative content. We had a lot of guys that would come on and uh, wonder where the gun bunny pictures were, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, so we don't, Mary and I don't do that. And the ladies that we work with, both with One Million Moms Against Gun Control and the DC Project, I mean, we've been pretty we've been pretty blessed. We've got some, some seriously classy gals with us. And once guys started realizing that uh, it wasn't a gun bunny page, <laughs> they started getting their wives involved. They started getting their daughters and their moms and everybody that they knew involved. And we have been able to have good, meaningful conversations, both in person and online. Um, I mean, Mary was even in Time Magazine. So it was, it's been a really great progression of seeing what women are able to accomplish in the Second Amendment world. Because when we started, there were women in the Second Amendment world, 
but it wasn't like it is now. We've seen right. the growth and uh, women deciding, hey, I can't just leave it up to the guy in my life to protect me because either sometimes he's not there. Or, or he's a dick. Or he's a dick. True. Yes. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> but we're trying to be classy on here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary's trying to be classy on here. I'm trying. <laughs> Focus, you're doing good. But really, we've, we've been really privileged to witness the growth of women in the Second Amendment community, and it has been fantastic. And it's, it's kind of a humbling feeling when you know that you came in really early on in that uh, segment growth, and you've been able to watch it the whole time. It's, it's a really heartwarming feeling, but also, it just goes to show you that uh, people like me that grew up around guns and that hunt and do all the camping stuff and taught their sons how to do all of that stuff because no one else was going to. Um, it's really gratifying for me to know that there are other women out there that are like me. They don't all just like to go clothes shopping. Some of us like to go gun shopping. <laughs> So just quickly, I know you keep mentioning the DC project. So for those that don't know what the DC project is, how does that, I, I mean, I do know what it is and I'm friends mm -hmm. with many of the ladies who are part of the DC project. Uh, people I, I highly look up to, Diane Mueller and, and, you know, Cheryl Todd and you guys obviously and Amanda, Seth Cool. You know, there's a bunch of them. How, how does the, t talk about the DC project and how, ties in somewhat to 1 million. So, um, okay, so the DC Project, for those that don't know, it started out as one woman from each state meeting yearly in Washington, DC on a nonpartisan level, because we wanna work with both Democrats, Republicans, um, because it's, it's an everybody issue. Um, specifically, being there resource on gun issues or gun legislation um, because you hear how some of them talk i mean you can google uh, what's the california guy that this is the ghost gun and it's got yeah, 50 I million rounds that. of such and such and you're like what I love that guy. so yeah. you know so these things where you're like you watch the news and you're like um no so we reach out on a, we really are, we go there in a professional manner and we meet with our legislators, we meet with our senators, our, our, you know, our congressmen, and we sit down and we just, we discuss who we are, why we're here to, to bring a different face, I should say, to bring a different face to gun ownership. Because I think a lot of times people look at gun ownership, it's, it's going to sound horrible, but like old white dudes or like dudes and wife beaters, hillbilly dudes out back, blowing up whatever, stoves, I don't know. So it's, it's that we're showing that there are a lot of women, diverse women from different racial backgrounds, you know, trans and you know, there's just so many of us. And so it's just coming to show them just how diverse the gun world really is. It's not just men pushing this stuff. So I always laugh when like people are like, what are you overcompensating for? And then it's like, well, what am I compensating for then? Because I like guns. And then they just kind of go away. But anyway, rabbit troll. Um, it's basically just meeting with them, discussing Second Amendment issues. Uh, we did, my sister and I actually sat down in the office of the Judiciary Committee on the Senate side 
And with Lindsey Graham's office, they were writing the red flag laws um, at the federal level. And we were able to discuss just how bad they were and the types of uh, victims they would create. Uh, they could re-victimize my own sister. Um, so we, we have a voice at a high level up there. And a lot of us are able to meet with our own, um, our own congressmen and senators, not just their staff. So it, it's been really neat to reach these people to sit down and discuss this, to, to show them a different side of things. And now it's starting at the state level. So we're going now in each of our own respective states and re, uh, getting women involved that have had, you know, whether they've survived something brutal or they were anti-gun before and turned pro-gun, you know, these stories to explain to our, you know, senators and congressmen just how important gun ownership is, especially for women. And especially to have that tool for self-defense because a lot of women, would be overpowered very easily by a man, you know, just without another weapon. So it's important for women to have that, the great equalizer, and that is a firearm. So that's kind of that. And it's been fantastic. I'm, I'm like, please, Lord, do not let it get canceled this year because we got work to do, <laughs> especially with that new bill that's out right now. All right. <laughs> Anything else, Rebecca? <laughs> no, I think you covered all What are you adding? It's a... Uh... Women for gun rights at yeah. the federal and state levels. It's, it's all about, like she said, nonpartisan. It, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, uh, what you've done in your life. If you are for your constitutional right, um, well, constitutional protected right to defend yourself, you're involved. It's just as easy as that. Cool. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> And a hush falls over the crowd. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, you well, two are the host. Get your stuff. Come on now. Get it together. Hey. I kind of like being on this side of things, though. This is nice. Fill your cup and just simmer. <laughs> just simmer. Simmer Cheers. you down a little bit. Okay, so let's let's I'm take. An let, let's take maybe a, a bit of a lighter note now. Um, something that I've done on a few podcasts before that I really enjoy. It's called like a gear report. I was going to go with pants off, but you know, gear <laughs> gear is good too. I mean, you you can't see from my waist down, so right. Uh, <laughs> Don't turn the camera. <laughs> but yeah, so I love uh, I love something called gear report, and basically what it is is what's the newest, latest gear that you got that you want to talk about? Um, any specific companies that you really like that you know give a shout out just something a little more now on shout out segments <laughs> where we just randomly say stuff about gear that we've seen on tv youtube or on our instagram we're gonna tell you what was flashy this week <laughs> well i am actually trying out carrying my my full-size smith and wesson in a crossbreed holster that um, Jen Jakes sent to me, which was fantastic. So it's got a little Kydex and a little leather leather. Tuck it in the pants and go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're saying 50 shades of Kydex and leather. There, there you go. There you go. Nice. Tot. Tot. But I got to wear actual pants and not yoga pants because the yoga pants, they did not hold up the gun. No, so eh? Wear not these yoga pants. 
Maybe I've worn them too much, this quarantine thing. <laughs> All right, Rebecca, your turn. Um, well, I don't, I don't actually have a brand because I'm actually shopping around right now. Uh, I just was with some of the ladies from the DC Project last weekend, and we were at a place called Tactical Disneyland. And while we were at Tactical Disneyland, we learned how to uh, use a flashlight effectively in low light scenarios. And so now I'm looking for, I mean, I have flashlights, but I never really thought too much about it. So now I'm doing all kinds of shopping for a new everyday carry flashlight. So if anybody has any suggestions, that'd be fantastic. Are you looking for something for the gun or to hold? No, to hold. Something that I can carry. Are you looking for something expensive or something that's... <laughs> well, depends. So I, Rebecca, I, I picked one up, but I got to remember what the name of it is. So I don't remember. I'll message you later. I have a Surefire Defender. Okay. And I oh, really, good um, I don't remember the lumens level, but I like it because the top of the flashlight has the jagged edges that you can use as a weapon. Oh, nice. Um, as like well. I, I have it downstairs. Um, so you're literally stabbing them with light. Uh, pretty much. That that's is like cool. Superhero stuff. <laughs> that is that is yeah. That's legit shit right there. That's like I'm gonna text my wife to have her bring it up. I would actually <laughs> like to fight you with that because I'm like I got stabbed by the pew pew Jew with his his light weapon. Be like a lightsaber. His lightsaber. <laughs> so Nate, so what's your uh, new gear? Ah, jeez. The report. My new gear this week. As I look around the room. <laughs> I, I think the coolest thing I got my hands on this week was obviously my uh, rifle from uh, Radical Firearms. I missed them. They gave me two twin girls, um, Murica and A. And uh, Murica, she's got to stay in Murica. And A's on her way home right now. And uh, I miss them dearly. They're beautiful, beautiful purple rails with a green body and uh, a purple butt. Sure, I'm not sure who their mother was, but they are fantastic. And actually, the gear that I used, and this is funny because this is actually a legit piece of gear, uh, was the Primary Arms um, uh, Cyclops optic. It's got the etched reticle and then the chevron in there. So I'm looking through it. I'm like, where the hell is this chevron everybody's talking about? And they're like, it's right there, Nate. It's right there. And I'm like, it's not there. But if you use the magnifier, and that's the flipping oh. of the magnifier, you can see the reticle. Okay, the chevron. So the top of the chevron and the, the bottom part of the chevron, so the inside of the, uh, so this is the chevron, okay? okay? So the bottom part is one distance and then the top part of the chevron is another distance because of the thickness of the bars. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's cool. also got your measuring hash marks on it too, so you can actually like put your target shape in there. So if it's a silhouette of uh, a body, you can measure the distance okay. by those hash marks underneath. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah, so I was like totally blown away with it. So primary arms and their new optic, I uh, I enjoyed it, that. you know, okay. and then co-witnessing it with my uh, flip-up sights. Super easy. Yeah. <laughs> Super easy. Cool. Well, this is the flashlight. It's called the Defender, sorry, the 6PX Defender. And you can see the top, you know, on my shirt. So you can oh, see yeah. Um, and I mean, it hurts, like, yeah. not sharp, but 
Or if did you, you hit somebody your, with it. Did you get your wife to jab you with it a little bit to see if it hurt? Uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Shoulder. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, it, it, it's really bright. I'm not going to, but really bright. And yeah, um, oh, dude, don't flash me, please. I don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so this is, uh, I'll send you the link for this, Rebecca. It's, uh, it's a little, it's a little pricey, but it's, it's lightweight. I actually, whenever I, besides carrying with me, but when I go to like a movie, I always have this uh, in the theater with me. So. And what is it again? Who makes it? It's Surefire. Surefire. 6PX Defender. 6PX Defender. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Canadian flashlights are a little bit bigger still. So, <laughs> anybody else got any last minute gear to throw in there? Uh, yeah, I just bought myself a birthday present. I know. And? Well, I didn't splurge all the way, but um, I got a plate carrier. Oh, nice. A company called Shell Shock. Shell, mm. okay. Shell Back. Something Shell. It's a Shell Corporation, but we thank you for your Shell Corporation. Shell Back. Uh, I believe Shell Back. Um, Shell Back Tactical. I have not got it yet. It's supposed to come tomorrow, but with everything going on, um, yeah. you know, I, I want something that I can have with spare magazines on. Uh, it's cool that magazines you can fit on the sides. Uh, instead of in the front so you can lay prone and it'll be a little more comfortable but i'm probably going to get more uh molly pouches for stuff but that's um that's my new gear that i got and i'm excited for it nice and there we go that's our segment of gear that we randomly talk about on this show again we don't know what we're doing but it looked good when we bought it and we're going to test it out so no, but seriously, when we talk about the gun industry and the Second Amendment and we look at other countries other than North America, you know, uh, we see a lot of control and a lot of government stuff in place. And, and if we really want to talk about certain countries that have certain stigmas with guns, uh, we could look at Germany. Mm -hmm. We can look at Japan. There's reasons that those countries have been told no more guns for you uh, to, a, to a certain degree, right? But when we look at North America, North America is supposed to be the land of free and uh, rights and inclusiveness and everything. But yet these people that are out there that are saying, you know, we need to be more inclusive. We need to be more politically correct. But you guys are disgusting and you're wrong. How inclusive are you actually being when you, you do that? Like at the end of the day, if someone, okay, here's how we're going to quantify this. My neighbor and I, we don't talk much, but today I'm walking my dog in the social distancing and people are apparently are desperate to talk. So they see this thing walking down the street and go, I'm going to talk to that guy. They're doing it from afar, at least 20, 40 feet away. So we're basically shouting at each other, but they're brave now. So they're going to talk to this. And the conversation goes on about different things. And they're like, oh, you, you do gun stuff. And I said, yeah, I do gun stuff. They, my neighbors see me carting my guns in and out of the house to my truck. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> I own everything I'm allowed to. <laughs> so they see these big cases and stuff. And uh, I'm not a small dude. I'm about 250 pounds and six foot. Yeah, six foot. And 
had to do the conversion in my head. So <laughs> they see this and they're like, okay, well, you do gun stuff. I'm like, yep, yeah, I do gun stuff. And now that there's a crisis, I think they're actually checking and going, you got guns, right? Hey, Amen. Mm -hmm. You got guns. Okay, good. And she's talking to me about how her and her husband like to go to the, the shooting range and stuff. And here in Canada, you don't need a license if you're going to a licensed range. And if I'm taking you to the range to shoot, as long as I can grab you at any time and control that firearm and stuff, then you can, you can shoot. Right. So when we were talking, she's like, yeah, guns and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, good. Right on. Cool. Shooting, blah, 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 different things. I'm going to pause here in the story. There's one point I want to make because she was referring to how when she went to the range, she didn't like handguns because it was just too much for her. And I said, well, what caliber? And she goes, well, it's 45. So pause, oh. put the pin in it for a second. This is a public service announcement. If you work at a range or you're taking your friends to the range for the first time, or you're working with a brand new shooter, don't be a dick. Don't think it's funny to give them something that is a higher caliber than they can handle. Okay. That is like the stupidest thing you can do because we're trying to convert people into being gun owners. We're trying to convert them into the world of guns. And if you think it's funny to stand there with your Oakley gloves on and smoking your cigarette with your cool guy sunglasses on going, yeah, here, check this out, man. I'm an operator. I play Call of Duty and I can handle it. <laughs> and they go and they shoot. It's too much for me. I'm done. And you're like, oh, you can't handle it, can you? Yeah, I'm freaking cool, right? You have just damaged the future of you owning that gun because potentially mm -hmm. you just turned them into a vote of mm, guns. Yeah, we don't need those. Right. Dick. right. So back on topic, okay. talking to my neighbor. Yeah, I like guns. She's like a 45. I'm like, well, if you want to come to the range with me, we'll start with a 22. We'll start with a nine mil. She's like, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Okay, cool. Right on. So then the conversation goes a little further about the country and the security of it and everything. And then she goes, uh, well, the government and, you know, being laid off work because people are being laid off right now because there's no industry being available in, in both countries. So she goes, yeah, I'm on EI and I don't know what the government's going to do. And I said, yeah, Trudeau, you know, what's he going to do? She goes, oh, I really like him. And I was like, I thought you were cool for a minute. So in my head, I'm going, I thought you were cool. I thought you were cool. And she's like, oh, I really like him. You know, he's really trying. And I'm like, that's what the world has come to. As long as you're trying, as long as you're putting up the effort, we appreciate you. And I thought, okay, no, I wore a uniform for a couple days so you can have that opinion. I have to listen to it because I chose to wear that uniform for a week. You get to have that opinion. Okay, so I listened. She goes, yeah, Trudeau. And I said, yep, yeah. And she goes, yeah, he's done a lot of good. Even for you veterans. And I was like, yes, he's really trying. Bless his heart. She goes, yeah, well, at least it could be worse. We could have Trump. And I went, oh, wouldn't that be amazing? And she just kind of went, conversation done. See ya. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. So anyways, on that note, when we talk about the current situation, just because someone's leaning one way to another, when you bring them to the range, treat them with respect and dignity mm -hmm. because you are the ambassador to this system. We need as many converts into it. I've taken many liberals yeah. to the range with me. And by the end of it, 
after a couple hours of just one-on-one -on -one shooting, no political views, just focusing on the activity and the holistic precision and just that activity, they're like, I don't see what the big deal is. These are amazing. And then I'm like, ooh, 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 doing my happy dance. So on that note, I really appreciate what you ladies are doing. And uh, I thank Yehuda for inviting you to be a guest on our show. And, you know, if it wasn't for Mary's uh, Tourette's and drinking, this would have been a great show, no problem. You know, Rebecca, next time, up your game. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I, I didn't get that part of the invitation, apparently. We get together, and she's crazy, too. So don't let her professional persona right here fool you. Oh, just a... Shenanigans. <laughs> Excellent. Moms. Yeah. Free, We're moms. Free time is kids moms free time. of four do demand that action. Moms of four. Okay. I'm okay. Moms of one, two, three, four, forty. They all demand action. No, in the last hour since we've started. I've had six messages from people about guns. People in my Fantastic. Community. Yeah, most, awesome. of like, most of them are like, I can't believe that we can't buy a gun now, or yeah. why is there no ammo left? I'm like. Because <laughs> while you guys were hoarding the TP, the rest of us were buying ammo. Right. Oh, Yehuda, these have been two amazing guests. They are an amazing <laughs> crusade. Hopefully they can get organized and hopefully this know. show has helped them. Mary, shh, Mary, shh, Mary, shh. Okay. Mary, be more like Rebecca, what she's doing now. Okay. Yehuda, we are at the top of the hour past. Do we have any final topics to discuss at this point? No, I think we can call it an evening. I would call it something. Definitely. <laughs> and on that note, ladies, how do we find you on the interwebs and the slap chat and the book faces? <laughs> one million mobs against gun control on Facebook. One M-M-A-G-C dot org. And it's at one M-M-A-G-C on Instagram. And then there's a whole bunch of state pages. Find us. We're everywhere. And if you're looking for the DC Project, uh, it is DC Project on Facebook or DC Project Foundation that, yeah, yeah, on Instagram, I think. Mm -hmm. And then it is dcproject.info if you're looking for the uh, website. Wicked. Yehuda, where do we find you, my brother? I'm at thepewpewju.com. And he will also be the man manning the Instagram by the time you're listening to this soft, soft show inside your stuffy little contaminated ears. So send him the messages because he likes to talk to people through his DMs. I'm Nate, Jester's Tactical, and a lucky sidekick at this amazing adventure called The Daily Second. We've enjoyed your time. We've enjoyed invading your space and getting all up and personal inside you and sharing our laughter and tears and joy and hopes and fears. We look forward to invading you again when you least expect it. Thank you from all of us at The Daily Second. Good night. The Daily Second is a We Defy production. <laughs>